Welcome to Three and Out with Jason and Kevin. I am Jason. That's Kevin. We are brought to you by CincyJungle.com, SB Nation's Cincinnati Bengals site. We are sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. We are coming to you from the Orange and Black Insider on uh, YouTube and anywhere you can get podcasts. It's not just us, Three and Out on there. It's OBI. It's Chalk Talk. It's um, it's uh, Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. It's a lot of great shows. So click the like button. Don't smash it. Click the like button. Follow and check us out. There's a lot of great stuff every day of the week, pretty much. This We have stuff coming on there. Live shows, pre-recorded shows like this one. It's good stuff. Kevin, Bengals are one and two. They are not they are. 0 and three. Yes. Um, I know that we talked uh, earlier on the phone yesterday or today, and we both agreed that we feel much better right now heading into week four. Yes. Um, I mean, 0-3, I'll be honest with you, 0-3, not that they couldn't overcome it, because I think that they could, but uh, 0-3 changes the expectations that you have on the season. 0-3 screams, we're fighting for a wild card spot. 1-2 screams, you are very much alive to win the division. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, uh, good. Yeah, and I know it was a close win. I know it looked really, really bad in the beginning. But honestly, yeah. I came away from this thing feeling pretty good. Burrow's a problem. Uh, I think the problem is going to get solved. I think the healthier he gets, the better he's going to look. Um, that game was not as close as it seemed if T. Right. Higgins didn't suddenly forget how to catch the ball, which is not a problem I expect to continue. Uh, it was a weird game for him. I don't know what was going on. At some point, he disappeared in the locker room. Maybe he tweaked something, maybe wasn't feeling well. I couldn't tell you, but I don't expect to see that again from Higgins. And without that, this game looks much better because every other part of the uh, team was clicking pretty well. I agree. I think it was not only that, it was the pre-snap penalties. Like sure. you had, I don't remember what the penalty was. It might have been false start or something. Uh, but it was like false third, start penalties. Yeah, but it was on oh, like third, it was like on third and one. Like down in uh, red zone, you know, backs yep. up. Now it's third and six. So I think third and one, third and six are two totally different things. Yep. So, you know, you clean up the three, the or the pre those three pre snap penalties, or two of the three, whatever. T Higgins catches one of those two drop passes. You know what I mean? Or both of them, and keep the offensive pass interference call. This game looks more like a blowout than a win. Yes, it does. You know what I mean? Yes, it does. So yeah, it, it was a little. It was despite trying to lose, they won. You know yes. what I mean? Because they they did what they could to lose. They made. It wasn't just Burrow, not being Burrow. You know what I mean? It was the drop passes. It was pre snap penalties. It was just the first half. In the first half, the offense looked like it did against Cleveland. Yes, it like does. it like it didn't show up to play, and then they came out in the second half and they kind of figured things out. And Burrow still didn't look like Burrow. But, you know, they, they move Chase around a lot. Um, you know, he had a big game, 12 catches, 144 yes. yards or something like that. Um, they moved him around. They they did some different things, you know. Uh, Mixon looked good for the most part. His stats don't say much. Um, but, you know, he had 3.3 yards per carry, which is nothing to write home about. But he, he had some big runs, including well, a 14-yard the- touchdown run. I'm on the record for saying I absolutely would have sacrificed last season. I would have sacrificed uh, less yards per carry on average for a few breakout runs. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mixon is playing much closer to that than he was last season. This team needs to be able to threaten the run and not nickel and diming it. It needs to threaten breakout runs. And so far, Mixon looks like he might be up for the job. He is looking so much better than he's looked in a few years now. Yeah, last year, one big problem with the running game was – there were no explosive plays. I think he yeah. had maybe like one carry or two carries over 20 yards and maybe two or three. He's already over that now. Yes. I mean, he's, he's had some big carries. So uh, the difference between this offense, what we've seen so far this year and what we saw last year is, is the downfield passing game is that's kind of become their bread and butter. Just, you know, when you have Jamar chase and T Higgins, you, you can throw the ball deep, but, but yeah. to but do that, your ankles messed up. Right. Right. If your yeah, if your calf is messed up and you can't move around in the pocket like you want to, or escape the pocket or whatever, because for those throws you have to be given more time to throw. Yep. You know, and he they're not. Um, you can tell they're not even interested in letting him drop back five, seven yard drop. It's three and out, three drop, three steps back and throw the ball. So I do think even, it's more than that. Even though I honestly think people like to be like, "Oh, Burrow doesn't have an arm." Burrow's got a above adequate arm. It's absolutely yeah. fine. This is where it becomes a problem. This very, very niche point where he needs his body. He needs to brace. He's and he's learned how to do it. And he can he can throw with the best of them, at least most of them. Yeah. Uh, as far as power goes. But when he cannot brace, we cannot use his whole body. We cannot use that calf. You can see there's a pretty dramatic reduction oh, in his sure. throw power. And for I do sure. feel like part of the second half was them figuring that out. Yeah, he and you could see you could see a couple that were like on target, like they were going to get where they were, but they, they floated like those out, like those deep outs, you know, those are typically like laser beam throws. You know what I mean? And they've yes. floated over the head of the, just because he can't get his whole body. Like you said, I, you know, quarterbacks don't just use their arms, just like pitchers in baseball. They don't just use their arms. They use their whole body. It starts with, you know, a pitcher starts with his foot on the rubber and pushing off and everything like that. The quarterbacks the same way. Uh, you know, they have to use their whole body to throw. That's why I think I've seen interviews with him where he said that the most important muscle for a quarterback is his core because they're twisting yeah. their core, you know, and get that torque. Um, it doesn't look the same. You and I talked on the phone earlier. We saw a tweet from Willie Lutz talked about that Joe Burrow against the Rams reminded him of old man Ben Roethlisberger, like the last two years of Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh where he was a shadow of him, of his former self. You know, he went down when you sacked him. He didn't, you know, Big Ben's thing was extending plays. You know, not like Burrow does it. Burrow does it with like a savviness, you know, where he yeah. can sense pressure. I don't know if Ben I really sense pressure. I hate this comparison, by the way. I'm not saying it's well, inaccurate. I right. just hate it. I know. I know. I get it. I don't think Ben was savvy in the way that he could sense pressure and step up or slide in the pocket. He was just big. Big, big, big. And when you hit him, typically you fell off. You know what I mean? He, he moved and slid in the pocket pretty well. But he was just really hard to sack. And, you know, unless you're Geno Atkins or someone like that, typically you're going to have a hard time bringing him down. So, but Burrow can't extend plays right now. And Ben could not extend plays the last couple of years of his career. And they won. They went to the playoffs, uh, I think. Not last year, but the year before. I think they went to the playoffs. They snuck in. Um. And this isn't going to be Burrow for the rest of the year. This might be Burrow for a couple more weeks. That's the difference. Right. That's the difference. Right. Is Ben was on the decline. Yes. Burrow's recovering. Burrow's still recovering. young. He's going to be absolutely right. fine. We don't have a timetable on it. I'm still right. got the bye week in my head as just kind of an arbitrary point that I've picked to say, like, maybe after the bye week, we're going to start seeing Burrow doing more Burrow things back there. Um, yeah. 
but I expect it to get better every week. Not oh, even so just because he's going to heal, but because he's going to learn. You know how Burrow is. It's all yeah. a mental game first. He's going to learn his own limitations. He's going to learn what he can and cannot do, and he's going to play to his strengths, even if those strengths aren't what they would be if he was fully healthy. He's going to learn how to play this new style of game as long as he has to to win. Right. And it's not just him either that has to learn. It's the coaches have to learn. They see now this is what this version of Burrow can do. And with this team, with this version of Burrow, we're going to run this offense. Yes. And it's going to be fine. And there's no doubt in my mind with the talent on this team, they could go into the bye week four and two. Yep. 100%. This is the easy part of their schedule right now. And that's kind of like you said, that's kind of my timetable too, is I'm kind of expecting to see a slightly improved version of what we saw last, what we saw on Monday. Yeah. A slightly imp- improved version of that all the way up to the bye week, improving a little yes. bit. Improving. And when we come out of the bye week, I kind of expect to be the foot, you know, pedal to the metal. I'm hoping Joe so. Burrow's back. Yeah. Joe Burrow's back. Everyone's ready to go. Could be before but, that. We might uh, see the way they use of it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, was I was going to say, say the way they use Jamar Chase, I know, yeah. it's funny. Uh, the way they use Jamar Chase, just speaking to the idea of the coaching staff needs to adapt and stuff as well, that's mm-hmm. adapting. They figure they are they are changing everything up. They are finding new ways to get their key players on that field, and I expect that like it's going to continue that way. I expect to see more of that kind of thing in the coming game. Just want to speak to that now that it worked. I do think mm-hmm. that this is going to be the new trend, at least until yeah. uh, Burrow's healthy. I agree with that. I also think um, I also think the offensive line played well. They, they allowed two sacks. Uh, Aaron Donald just ate Cordell Volson alive, but it's also Aaron yeah. Donald. So, you know, you can look at Cordell Volson and be like, hey, man, like you were the weak point. It's Aaron Donald, you know, and I'm not saying that Cordell Volson shouldn't have played better. I'm just saying it's Aaron Donald. You know, I we, it makes it hard to evaluate. I, right, I think does. Aaron Donald, I think Volson is overrated by the fan base a little bit. I do think that we're a little uh, apologetic of him. Always young, oh, mm-hmm. he's new, oh, he was fourth round pick, etc. I'm on the record for saying that, but this game is a hard game to make that kind yeah. of evaluation. Um, because it's Aaron Donald. He, he held up against Aaron Donald. I mean, maybe Sometimes. better than I would expect, even yeah. though he, apparently he got a zero on PFF. I don't know, man. I don't know what yeah. PFF's doing half the time. I don't know. Well, well, let's. I mean, let's do this. We could sit back and we could say, name five guards in the NFL, one on one against Aaron Donald, ten times. How many times are going to win? You know, how many? How many are going to win more than five? I don't think there's going to yeah. be any. You right. know what I mean? But there's only maybe. I, I don't even. I couldn't even name you one. Here's a great guard that could go one on one against Aaron Donald. I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Um, but on the flip side of that, Jonah Williams played yes. a perfect game last yep. night. Good Literally, really he won every single snap. Yeah. It was maybe a statement game. At least I'm hoping it was. I think we're both on the record on this one of being Jonah Williams apologists, the opposite yeah. of Volsom, where we think because he's a first-round pick, he's called a bust. Depends on how you value it. He's still a at least reasonable tackle. Yeah. And... This game, man, this game makes me think like this switching him to right, putting Orlando Brown on the left. This could be yeah. good. This could Orlando be good, Brown, man. Orlando Brown showing he's worth every penny. He's yeah, been, he's so been doing that for three games, dude. Yeah. This ain't that oh, I know. new. Oh, I know. Um, I do want to say, I mean, there's not much to say about the defense. The defense was absolutely 100% dominant. 
from every position. Trey Hendrickson put on a clinic at edge rusher. He was in the backfield all game long. He had two sacks, but he was in Matt Stafford's face and in his personal space all day long. Four sacks. We're calling it four sacks. Two of them were taken away by penalties that had nothing to do with why he got that sack. I realize that that stat sheet won't show it. He earned four sacks. I'm calling I don't know if I've seen a more dominant game from any Bengals edge rusher ever. No, I don't think I have. That I can remember time. in my yeah, in my time. I'm sure maybe there probably was one. I just can't remember a more dominant game from a Bengals edge rusher. Um Logan Wilson had two interceptions. Uh Dax Hill had a sack. He had a huge tackle for loss. He had a big third down stop to force a punt. He also had the lowest PFF grade of any defender. Again, with with a great game. I mean, I don't know if the rest of it was bad, but again, I the PFF is the only group that does this, as far as I know. I have yes. no idea what they do. I don't know what the formula. He let a, a, a couple out. big plays. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I think it's a vision issue. I think that he's young. Will and yeah. I think it will get better as he gets yep. more and more experience. But what I like is that that top level talent, those big time plays, yep. we're starting to see them now. Sure. And you, I don't think most Bengals fans are going to forget this, but you got to keep it in mind. This is basically his rookie year, man. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, he sat and he learned, but like the actual feel for the game, we're watching it happen real time right now. Yeah. And, and whoo, he looked good. From my eyes, he looked yes. good. He looked very that. good. And he was, he's inexperienced. Like you said, this is basically a rookie year for him. And look what he did in game three. And maybe, you know, he, he had some bad plays where he gave some stuff up. There's going to be mental lapses. You know, the safeties are the quarterback of the defense. But what he did good, I mean, it was amazing. He, he played great. Yep. He looks great. Yep. I'm excited about the future of uh, of the secondary. Um, Dax Hill, just amazing speed. You know, he came in for Wouzier for a short period of time, and he played some. You're talking about Turner? Dax Turner, yeah, not Dax Hill. Sorry, Dax Turner. DJ or, Turner. or DJ, DJ Turner, yes, DJ Turner. Um, everyone, everyone was good. The defense was nasty. Very, very nasty. Uh, the one, I think, the big negative you can give other than – Burrow, but that's a health thing. Is is uh, Brad Robbins didn't look good. No. Uh, Brad Robbins hasn't really looked good so far this year. He's no. I think he's the lowest ranked punter in the NFL. Uh, he's a rookie. I, I want to give him time. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know. You're right. Right. I don't know. Really, know I'm not. I'm not much. letting a uh, uh, some bad punting ruin my high after right. watching that game. Oh, uh, it was so filled, dude. I mean, just filled with good things. Just like positive takeaways. I walked away from that game going like. I think, I mean, I know it's a stretch. It's one game, but, like, we're back. We're figuring it out. We're rolling. All yeah. the parts are coming together. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I was worried about the Titans game. I still got my issues. We'll get into that after the break. Um, yeah. But I'm a lot less worried, man. I'm a Me lot too. less worried. Me too. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Titans and, uh, you know, give our predictions, and then uh, that'll be it. All right, we'll be right back. Eastgate Smiles Dental Care is a warm and welcoming environment where expertise and customer service come together. As a local business, they love helping their fellow Cincinnatians manage their oral health and achieve a perfect smile. They pair the latest technology with years of experience to give you a smile worth showing off. They are dedicated to quality and convenience and can even perform dental crown procedures the same day in most cases. You like your smile, but they are here to help you love it. They personalize your care and match your needs. Call them today at 513-528-1150 to learn what they can do for your pearly whites. 
Welcome back. So on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, both teams, one and two. The Tennessee Titans have opened the season at New Orleans and lost uh, by one, 16-15. Uh, they beat the L.A. Chargers in overtime, 27-24. And then they, funny, funny, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the preseason. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm looking at the right thing. Uh, funny, last week, uh, they went to Cleveland, and just like Cincinnati Bengals, they lost big time, 27-3. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to share my thoughts on the Tennessee Titans real quick, and I kind of see if you have your head in the same spot. Uh, Derrick Henry is a monster, but he is getting older. Yeah. He's not. I don't think he's the same guy that he was a couple years ago. I think the last two games, Tajay Spears, their rookie running back, I know the last game he had more snaps than Derrick Henry did. Um, I I mean, they have Ryan Tannehill. You know, they do have DeAndre Hopkins, but again, he's getting older. Traylon Burks. Uh, you know, they're not very good. They're not very good. No, no, they're, they're not. not. And you're talking about Derrick Henry. Uh, it's hard to know how much of that is age and how much of, of it is that that O-line can't run block. Yeah. But either yeah. way, it works in our favor. So I'm not complaining. I don't expect Derrick Henry to be as that big a problem. I know that's – we've shut down the run multiple times in the past. I know that we've been worse at it this year than we expected to be. It is what it is. But then again, the Titans running game has been worse this year than they expected it to be. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned with Derrick Henry at this point based off everything I see. So what I can say is that if you're a defensive coordinator and you're looking to game plan against the Tennessee Titans, obviously job number one is stopping the run, force the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands and say, you got to win. You have to, yeah. you're going to throw and you're going to have to beat us. Uh, and not to say that we haven't seen him do it before because we have, um, but Ryan Tannehill is who he is. You know, he's not going to win you many games. He can lose you some games. You know, he can make mistakes and lose you some games. But he's not going to be the guy who says, get on my back. That's Derrick, that's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, when he's on, give the ball Derrick Henry 30 times a game. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Now, if I'm is it tennis- weird that Ryan Tannehill is still a quarterback in the NFL? He's 35 years old. And no one is impressed by him. If you know, like when you saw Tom Brady in the league at 35, you're like, Oh, it's, it's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all those guys. Yeah, but they didn't you know. feel 35. I know, I know they, they felt, did. They felt like 29, 30. Right. Ryan Tannehill feels 39. Yes, he he does. feels like he's going to be 42 tomorrow. I know this is like the touchstone for Bengals fans. Would you, if you're starting a new team, you get either Ryan Tannehill or Andy Dalton, who you pick them at their age right now? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a crappy question. Why? I don't. I don't know. Probably Andy Dalton, just because. Just oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah, but that's Dalton, kind of my Andy point. Dalton. Like, yeah, Andy Dalton yeah, is my point guy. is that Andy Dalton isn't a starter in the NFL right now. Right. That's right. why it's weird. Andy Dalton, uh, Ty which is which Tana is Hill pretty is. weird considering that they drafted two. They drafted Malik Willis last year and Will Levis this year, and Ryan Tannehill is still their guy. I so know. maybe I don't know what happened. I, I guess back to back busts explains why. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that you answered my question. That is, I mean, that's why Malik, Malik Willis was taken in the third round last year. Remember last year, the only first round pick was Kenny Pickett. And yeah. then, uh, and then he's, Will looking, Levis. he's looking worth it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's looking so good. 
Yeah, and then Will Levis was uh, pick number 33. Uh, the first overall pick in the second round was actually 32 because one of the teams, I, I forgot who it was, uh, forfeited. Yeah, yeah, they forfeited their, their pick. It was Dolphins. So Will Levis was basically really in a normal year would have been the first pick of, this, of day two of the draft. But yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's Tannehill. And that goes to show you a lot of where the state of their team is. They've taken yes. two two day two picks over the last year. And as of right now, they're wasted because Tannehill is their best bet. Yeah. So the other, uh, do you have any specific things you're looking at? Cause I got two, but I don't want to say on both because I feel like I'm going to steal one of yours. Cause there's a handful of matchups that I feel go, like really jump out. Go ahead. Do your first one. Uh, for, okay. I'll just pick one. Will Dillard uh, looks like crap and he's their left tackle and Henderson just ate. He just ate yeah. all day on Monday um, I would love to see him get back-to-back multi-stack games. I kind of expect he will. I don't see how they're going to stop him from doing that. Yeah. Um, I think it could be really, really fun to watch. Just let's just let's just see how many sacks he can get. Like really scheme it up, really do some tricks. Because I I could see him getting another four, five. I mean, I depending it. on penalties, of course. But I could see it happening again. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, so. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff. I, I still think that when it comes to this game, I'm looking mostly at at Joe Burrow. I think that's the deciding factor is how much better is Joe Burrow this week than he was last week. Because if Joe Burrow was better this week, I mean, what are the Tennessee Titans going to do? I mean, you know nothing. I, mean? I think we're looking at this with slightly different mentalities, and I'm not saying either one's correct, but I'm basically going to – I'm trying to expect – that Burrow is going to be whoever we just saw him be. Okay. And he, and he'll, he will improve as time goes on, but I'm not going to try to like project that improvement. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but I don't think it's wrong to do so because he's going to get better. He's going to get healthier. That's the only reason I'm not like, I'm just, I think Burrow's going to be what Burrow was until I'm shown otherwise, which I expect right. to be as confusing as that is. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I think that Burrow could be very, very good. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, it's just we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. the defense, if I'm the defense, if I'm Tennessee's defense, and I'm and I'm scheming against, and I'm scheming against the, you're uh, reading your own. Bengals. I'm not reading any audio list for the audio listeners. Jason has put a little ticker tape or ticker tape, whatever it's called, at the bottom. Um, it's just all negative things about me. It's slander. It's libel because it's in writing. Because now he's really messed up. <laughs> because what you put yeah. in writing. You know what I mean? I can. Yeah. I'm coming for everything you got, buddy. I, nice. I do like dogs, and I do use the word fart. <laughs> no, the stinky thing was was me. So I I wrote on here that Kevin doesn't use the word fart; he uses the word stinky. When I was in junior high, I, my parents wouldn't let me say the word fart. I said it was like oh, cussing. I remember this? Saying fart was like saying the f word, but like the, you know, the they're both four letter f words. But you know what I mean. Um, I made the basketball team. That was the first year I was ever in a locker room. And I was in the locker room and my friend Steve farted. But out of my mouth in a locker room full of seventh grade boys, I said, Ooh, did you stinky? And then from across the locker room, I had who just heard who just used the word stinky. It was bad. It was bad. It was not good for me. That's the kind anyway. of thing that lives with you. That follows yeah, you around does. for, for a, the, the whole year minimum, if you're lucky, maybe yeah. years from there. Yeah. High school reunion 20 years later, you go back, it's like, Jason, you're the stinky guy. Stinky yep. guy. No, you didn't smell bad, but you were the stinky guy. Anyway, um, 
No, if I'm if I'm game planning for the Bengals offense, I'm thinking the same thing. I want to stop Joe Mixon and I want to force Joe Burrow to move. Now, one thing the Rams didn't do is they didn't get a lot of pressure. They didn't send a ton of pressure. When they did, it could be effective. I'm expecting the Titans to send pressure. Yes. They're going to learn from that lesson. They're going to put Simmons in every possible advantageous position. And that's yep. what worries me. Yep, they're going to the win this game. It's running this game, the whole thing through Jefferson. Yes, the the name of the game for the Tennessee Titans against the pass is going to be pressure, one hundred percent pressure, pressure. If Joe Burrow cannot move, and they can't just call slants and screens all day long. They can't. You just the whole no. defense collapses down you. Uh, you know the safeties move up. It just takes everything away. So you're going to have to take some shots. You're going to have to do play. You know you have enough time to do play action, whatever. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to take away the run game. And I'm going to force an injured Joe Burrow, but I'm betting on an injured Joe Burrow is better than a fully healthy 73 year old Ryan Tannehill. That's what <laughs> I'm agree. saying. So, prediction time. Uh, last, oh, go. Uh, just go. real quick, I also want to just mention if you watched that game, Christian Fulton looks crappy. He looks awful. No. He's the cornerback. Um, he should be. I'm guessing the majority of the time the one trying to guard Chase. Um, this could be fun. This could be fun to watch. Expect Chase to eat again. Um, yeah. It's weird that the Titans' weaknesses line up really, really well with the previous game we saw. I know Chase and Hendrickson kind of leading the way, uh, yeah. offense and defense about how we won that game. And I kind of expect it to be Chase and Hendrickson all over again. Yeah, uh, which I'm not complaining about. That's just that's fun football. Big plays for a wide receiver and a lot of sacks on a quarterback. I'll yeah. take it, man. That'll get you. That'll get you the win. All right. Who scores first point? Who scores first? Who scores first and how? Uh, Evan McPherson, uh, three points, Bengals. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I'm they're, gonna go. they're gonna get off to a stronger start than the Titans, uh, but they're gonna have trouble getting downfield in the first quarter, maybe the first two quarters till they figure it out again. They're in a learning phase right now. I'm gonna go T Higgins gets right, redemption, go down sure. right down the right down the field, and T Higgins scores first. Yeah, all right, I've got 10 bucks on T Higgins as the. I haven't put it on yet, but I'm going to put 10 bucks on T. Higgins yeah. as the first touchdown there you go. game. There you go. Um, I, it just feels I, right. You know, yeah, Burrow yeah. loves to do that. He likes to get his players yep. right, you know, give them the chance. Yep. yep, I see it. All right. So you got the first score of the game. Uh, first turnover of the game. What's going to be? Dax Ryan Hill. Tannehill. Dax Hill? Yeah. Dax interception Hill. or fumble recovery? In, uh, interception, yeah. Interception. interception. All right. I, I, Dax Hill's all over that field. He's learning. I mean, he's fast. He's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all going to just continue the Dax Hill ride, and okay. we're gonna we're gonna have him. Uh, I, I'm not talking pick six, but about uh, uh, some significant yardage after the fact too. I'm calling it. Okay. So here's my question: Then, since Dax Hill is going to have the first turnover, are the Cincinnati Bengals the 2022 Cincinnati Bengals week four? Is this going to be the game that's cemented in the history books as being the end of the Ryan Tannehill era? in Tennessee. Are we going to see a, a coaching move? Are they going to move to Willis? Are they going to move to, to Levitz and say, hey, we're, we're done with Tannehill? He's, he's one and three. He hasn't played well. I mean, we're, we're looking at, uh, let's it see. Might, it might be the beginning of the completion. end. Okay. All right. One, two, one touchdown, three interceptions. So he's been sacked 13 times. That is a lot. Yeah. It could that be the beginning of the lot. end. At okay. some point, they're going to have to pull this trigger and just start rotating someone else in there for at least some out. of these games. Just to, yeah. I mean, take the hit, man. You're not going to win these games anyways. Lose yeah. a couple. See what you got at QB. 
I don't know, man. I would. The uh, the Tennessee Titans are taking uh, uh, notes from the Cleveland Browns, drafting a new quarterback every year, realizing it's not going to work out before they ever really do anything for him. So I don't know. All right. I'm going to go first score, T. Higgins. I'm going to say first turnover. I'm going to say strip sack. Ryan Tannehill, strip sack. Who recovers? Trey, oh, Trey Hendrickson gets the sack. I'm going to say B.J. Hill recovers. B.J. Hill ah, recovers. There you go. And, BJ. you know, does the whole thing. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. So, let's see. Um, <coughs> and then final score. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I could see it being like 16-23, something like that. Okay. Uh, the Bengals don't have figured it out, figured it out yet, but we're on the right track. We're, you know, moving downfield a little bit better. Two touchdowns in there. Something like that. I'm going to go 16-23. Okay. I'm going to say it's still not quite right for Burrow. I'm going to say 20 to 10. 20 to 10. Actually, let me reduce that to 13. 13 to 23. Okay. Two touchdowns, two field goals versus a touchdown and field goal. 20 to 10. So I think uh, the Bengals – can easily pull that off. Now, uh, just let's say we're both right. They head into week five, the Arizona Cardinals, and they're two and two. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's been, there's, everything's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. As long as Burrow doesn't get, as long, yeah, as long as he doesn't get hurt worse, you'll get the next two games on the schedule. And you're like, hey, they win one, they lose one, three and three at a minimum at the bye, considering how this, yeah, I'll take it. Four and two, obviously, would be great. Yep. Two and two and four wouldn't be the end of the world, but I want another wouldn't. one. Wouldn't. Yeah. Another one, and I would like a minimum of three and three, and I think that's absolutely doable, considering who we got. Absolutely doable. You, so. We we said two and four when we thought Burrow was going to be out. Now that Burrow's yep. playing, I don't think three and three is asking overly much. I really don't. I agree. I agree. All right. You got anything else? That's it, man. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. All right. So everybody, again, this has been three and out with Jason and Kevin. Thank you very much for watching. We are on the orange and black insider. Uh, it's chalk talk. It's OBI. It's talking football with Bingle Jim and friends. It's everywhere that you it's on YouTube and everywhere you get podcasts, Apple music, Spotify, wherever. I don't even know apps, different places. There's a thousand yeah. different thousand different places the, for the, the for cloud, the cloud. Yes. We'll be on the cloud forever. Anyway, um, Check us out. Check those out. Subscribe. Click the like button. Click the subscribe button. Uh, we're, we're here every week. Here every week. Uh, we uh, and there's a lot of there's great shows every day. Uh, so check us all out. We are brought to you by CincyJungle.com, SB Nation, Cincinnati Bengals website, and we are sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Give them a call if your teeth hurt. So thank you very much for tuning in, Kevin. Have a good night, and uh, we will see you next week. Who day? Who day?